Hello and welcome to the Masters Swimming Podcast. I am your host, Joe Malone, and I'm very pleased to be so. It's something that I've wanted to do for some while now. So before I introduce this week's guests, here's a little bit about the podcast. It's going to be a weekly show aimed at the Masters Swimming community in the UK. But of course, everyone's welcome. So tell your friends, get everyone involved. It's completely independent. It's not driven by Swim England or any other association. Just me, a master swimmer. I just want to have some fun with this. So each week we'll be chatting about various topics, anything that's topical, any competitions that have been or are to come. Just have a general laugh and a bit of fun, all to do with the sport that we love. So as I said, I'm Joe and I swim for RTW Masters in Kent. Uh, And joining me on episode one is Bethany Hogg from Trafford Metro. Hello. And uh, and Kath Tunnicliffe from Black Countries and Potteries Masters. Hi there. Hi. So thank you both for, for joining. Thanks for, for jumping on this first episode. It was uh, nice to have that early interaction over, over the Facebook group. It's also really nice to have swimmers just from different clubs around the country, actually. And uh, we've never met before. This is literally the first time we've met, which is, uh, which is quite nice as well. And, uh, you know, we'll have all, we'll have all had different experiences of master swimming, whether it's training times, competitions. We'll all have our favourite strokes, distances, all that kind of stuff. But the thing that I wanted to talk about today, or the first thing I wanted to talk about today is kind of transitioning into master swimming. So Beth, I'm going to come to you first. You know, you swim for Trafford Metro. So tell us how you like got into swimming first and foremost. Was it something that you did as a child and then transitioned into masters at 18 or did you have a break for a while? Sort of what's your, what's your story? Yeah. So um, I started, I could swim before I could walk basically. So my mum is um, a master swimmer. My dad's a uh, triathlete. So long distance runner and triathlete. So it was always like in sports, like took up swimming really quite young and kind of showed quite a good like skill for it. I don't know how yeah, to say yeah. it. Um, like I had like quite a good talent, good genes, I think. Um, <laughs> and yeah, swam kind of from being really young to about 14. So kind of got up to like national level when I was about 11 and then kind of lost the love for it. I think mm. going through being a teenager and kind of hitting puberty on that and all that and kind of having those insecurities and stuff. And I just kind of crashed and burned out of it. Went to triathlon for a bit, did some triathlon. So I'm a little bit in uni, but none of that was very serious. And then after the first lockdown, so summer 2020, I bit the bullet and joined Trafford Metro and it was amazing. So that's basically like my story. That's really lockdown. cool. So, so is that is that the first time? So you've only been a master swimmer associated with a master's club for like what one or two years now? Yeah, yeah. So I used to do when I was at uni. Like I did some of the like masters nationals and some of the northwests, um, just kind of on a whim. But um, yeah, so I only started really training properly, like probably to the intensity that I was when I was younger when I joined Trafford Metro. That's really cool. And uh, Kath, you're, you're doing this podcast in style. I see you've got a nice red wine there and uh, feel, oh. like I've, feel, feel like I've made, made a mistake not getting it myself. But, um, I'm yeah, cool. but, but, <laughs> but what about what, what, what about you? You swim for um, uh, Black Country uh, Black Country and Pottery's Masters. So yeah. like, is that a big, I, I know that they sort of um, don't, you don't necessarily have training times. So, so yeah. kind of what's the club about and how long have you well, been part um, of it? To, to talk about Black Country and uh, Pottery's Masters would would bring me right up to date, really, with my with the question that you've asked. 
Um, and Black Country and Pottery Masters is really just uh, the formation of people who live miles and miles away from each other and never train together. Mm. Um, we just got together because uh, we are so um, desperately separated and we're not part of anything, certainly not, not a Trafford Metro kind of scene. And we just need each other to support each other in competition and and it and it works. It's it's a motivational force that's that's helped me. It's helped loads of people. Um, we feel united, but not obviously through training or um, any association other than turning up at competitions and bashing hell out of everybody. You know, yeah. wherever we can. But you know. That sounds really good. Do, do you do you okay. sort of know do you know your teammates well then? Or oh not? yeah, no, really well. And I think uh, that we aren't a big club. I mean, I think uh, we would have about sixteen active competitors. So that gives you a and we um, but we also allow any officials to come into the club free. Yeah, uh, we just process their Swimmingland uh, membership for them, because we obviously value uh, people who are going to give so much back into our sport. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, and I mean particularly through lockdown, you know, it's been a major activity to look out for each other and care and just check into what people are doing and it, and it's still going on really because the after effects of that are still very prevalent um they haven't no it's not gone away yeah, yeah um, totally and and there's lots of reasons why there's no return to where we were in 2019 um but anyway that's black country and pottery do you want to know my journey into masters oh absolutely you do um, well, I was about as good a contrast to Beth as you could possibly get because um, <laughs> I was a I was a I learned to swim when I was eight, and I got into some sort of uh, training uh, scene at eleven years of age. Now, please bear in mind that was nineteen sixty three, so we are talking <laughs> about um, another century ago. You know, uh-huh. it was a oh, it was such a different world, and and uh, I want to. Um, I want to uh, stress that point. So I was in a, a, a squad uh, for about three to four years in a club, um, Briley Hill Swimming Club, which is unfortunately no longer with us because they pulled the um, swimming pool down. Um, and and then uh, pretty much around uh, 15, 16 years of age, I gave up. And it was like nobody swam past that kind of age, unless you were brilliant or um, already in a sort of national kind of level. I actually just just about got to the district kind of level and um, was I never won a district championship, but I was edging there. And, and I wanted, I absolutely wanted nothing to do with swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, probably forever was my attitude. Really? Uh, but I, um, I did do sport. I did field hockey. And eventually when it became a little bit ridiculous, me chasing the ball of a sort of 12 years now, I, some pretty young kids had pushed out onto the wing for me or various other um, uh, scenarios that just got a bit too much for me. I, I packed in uh, field hockey and it just, my my life wasn't great at that time. And it was also a significant uh, part of my life because of my age. I was getting into the latter part of my 40s. And um, as we know, there are health changes that happen to women. And I would definitely say I was having my mini midlife crisis. Um, the world uh, turned from, this is how I always put it, it had turned from being a colourful place to a bit of a black and white one. And so life wasn't all that sweet at that time. And I can genuinely say that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I I met a I'd known a, 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 a person for some years, Lindsay, my best swimming buddy, and uh, she she got into the masters, and um, I really 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 reluctantly joined her, and I mean it was I could I could spent half an hour telling you those first stories of when I first got into swimming. But I mean, it was, it was definitely um, barely a toe in the water at that stage. Um, so this was actually 24 years ago. I'm talking about now. I was age 46 wow. when I good. returned to swimming. Yeah. Um, and I, do you know, I can happily say that despite this lack of commitment for probably about 18 months, um, where I was still just not quite sure. Um, it's it's been a complete revelation for me. It's a, a second life. It's um, it's certainly a reinvention of who I see myself as to where I was back then. And uh, yeah, one of the very very best things I've ever done in my life. Which I'm just really. That's, um, I, I mean, thank you for sharing that story. That was, uh, I, I just sort of sat back and, uh, and that was fantastic. It was, um, and thank, yeah, thanks for being so honest. It's that's genuinely great. really nice to to hear people say that swimming actually has that kind of effect on them. We were literally talking before we started recording, weren't we, and saying that it's such a calming thing to do, isn't it? And, you know, you can have, you can have one hell of a day at work or, or whatever, and as soon as you get in the water, it's like everything is calm and it's, it's so nice. Uh, interestingly, I've got a, a similar background to you two in the sense that I kind of swam, had had some time out, had sort of five years out while I was at uni and I, I played loads of football and so sort of still kept active. And then it was actually when I moved down to Tunbridge Wells, back in those days, I was a very poor journalist and I couldn't really afford too much beyond my rent. And um, I, I hadn't swam properly for ages. And I actually went for like a, a public session and I made sure I went to like an adult lane swimming session. I didn't realise that RTW Masters had half the pool and public session was the other half. And, I, and joining a club had never crossed my mind. And then I got in there and, and, and this sort of uh, competitive nature of me, I thought, I'll see, if, I'll see if I can keep up with these guys. So I started trying to swim alongside them. And I thought, hey, I've got this, I've got this. And then about three lengths in, I thought, oh, no, not anymore. I'm, I'm done, I'm done. But it just it just gave me the sort of buzz again, a buzz that I didn't expect. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for it. And so I just jumped out and had a word with the coach and I joined the next week. And, uh, and that was, you know, n- nearly six years ago now. And it's uh, it's been really good. So sort of moving on to the next thing, um, Beth, fit, fitting swimming into a busy life, you're a PhD student. So, uh, you know, I bet your your time is so consumed with, with all of your research and your studies at the moment. You obviously swim for a very competitive club. How, how do you actually manage to keep up the training? So how many hours do you do? Uh, well, um, I swim um, between like four and five times a week and we swim for 70 to 75 minutes ago. Wow. So we we don't have, we have lots of sessions. So you've got a choice of like eight, which is great. Water time, absolutely amazing. Um, we don't have really long sessions, but um, our coach, Bob, kind of makes sure that we get the maximum kind of bang for the buck. So mm. sessions are quite intense. Um, it is hard, especially like when I've done like, eight and nine hours in the lab like on my feet and then you come back and you've got like two hours to eat tea and then go swimming we swim quite late so we swim like half eight till 9 40 at night yeah on a weeknight and that can be quite tough but I think just balance I think that's kind of the beauty of it is the late sessions it is late but 
I'm able to work a full day and have a little bit of downtime and then go swimming and you kind of can just sit down, reset and then go. And can, I, can I butt in, Beth, and just ask yeah. you if you have um, real problems settling down to sleep after a late session? Yeah, so that genuine that genuinely can be like a drawback. Sometimes it's a benefit. Sometimes I'm out like a light, but yeah. sometimes, especially if we do like speed work, you kind of yeah. buzz in yeah. after a session, and then it's kind of like it cook like you. It's gone eleven, and you're like, oh, like I so wish yeah, I was now. I have, to, I have to admit, I'm, I'm the same as you. I, I if I swim late, which we we, t- we tend to actually, we we now swim eight till nine, but we used to swim nine till ten. And I have to say, yeah. if I didn't have a beer when I got home, I wouldn't be getting to sleep anytime soon. <laughs> Kath <laughs> is uh, putting her thumbs up at me. Uh, she's yeah, just, uh, yeah, I'm a big wine. fan of that idea. Big fan. Yeah, yeah, it's because they've got to get like all the like kids in like earlier. Obviously, mm-hmm. like they've got to like they've got they go to bed earlier, so they they think we can all cope. But realistically, like I want to be in bed early. That's yeah. that's very me. <laughs> yeah, no, that that sounds about right. And, and Kath, obviously, you've you've talked about the idea that you don't have you don't come together as um as yeah. for any club training. So, so, how much training do you tend to do yourself? Do you try and stay quite structured, or do you just kind of swim when you feel like it? Okay. Uh, well, I, I must. The first thing I have to say is that um, I've changed my swimming pattern um, since lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because things didn't really appeal to me during the opening up of pools. And so I've transformed, if you like, the way I go about that. And now I completely swim on my own and do all my own sessions. Um, so I'm, I've written down on my piece of paper here, it's now relatively easy. I mean, I am entirely in control of my own experience, if you like. And yes, I do every write every training session in my head and often on a piece of paper um and uh I swim three times I've had a really disruptive year and you don't want to know but um I'm fit again now and I do three times a week I will swim between 70 and 90 minutes and I will also let land train pretty seriously with weights twice a week mm. so just moving on to obviously talking about land training you've, you've- kind of covered it a little bit there but Beth I'll come to you you know to, to go kind of with that busy life topic uh, and obviously again with all your studies and everything I mean I know you do train a lot sounds like you're quite regimented with that which is which is great but do you have you have you done lots of land training I know you I know you obviously said you used to be a triathlete so you, you've you've ran you've cycled in the past do you still do any of that now or yeah 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 definitely so um along with the training for swimming at the minute I'm doing like two sessions in the gym per week just strengthening conditioning um and then I'm trying to do like mobility and flexibility at home but I'm pretty bad at sticking to it um which is really and I can like feel it when I don't stick to it yeah so I really start to suffer especially like my shoulders um and I'm like 24 so I kind of (laughs) know that I need to keep like keep the mobility up and like really look after myself especially with like the intensity that I'm training at but yeah um if I can't get to a swim session or if I like say if I'm in the lab really late like I'll just do a quick spin on the turbo I really enjoy like cycling and running I love cross training um at the minute it's been very swimming focused um just because I've like loved it currently and I've been able to do it as well balancing the work but yeah do mm. do a bit of everything really yeah no, I, 
I really enjoy the gym. Like I love the gym. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I'm the same as you. And and like I said earlier, you know, if, if I can't make training or whatever, for, for example, like w- w- one of the things that I quite like doing is um like resistant workout from home, but just body weight stuff, so pull-ups, press-ups, all that kind of stuff, and then jump in a cold shower. I just feel alive after the, or, or it's almost akin to like have, have jumping in a cold pool and uh, sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, because actually after training, after swimming training, the, the showers that we have, there's like five hot showers and then there's one cold. I would always go to that cold shower because okay. I just, I just love it. It's, it makes you feel so great. And uh, so that's always my thing after, if I can't make training or I'm just a little bit busy, just do 10 minutes, like really intense, lots of press-ups, all that kind of stuff jump in a gold shower and it's like I'm a new man I'm the same I'm like um I like go for, I used to go for runs in lockdown when we couldn't do anything else and I went for a run and then like yeah getting in a cold shower especially because the lockdown summer was like so hot it was so nice mm. so yeah but our showers at the swim pool that we train at are boiling <laughs> and it's horrible it's awful. It's uh, well, especially after a, a session because you know you, you don't realise how hot, how much thing. you sweat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you jump yeah. in the It's actually not very nice. Um, so it's all about Kathy. You, you said you weight training. What are you doing? Sort of like hundred kilogram squats or two hundred kilogram um, deadlifts. Well, I'm, I'm 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 actually I'm actually not doing squats at the moment because I've got quite a, a difficulty with my hip. So we've got we we we're really uh, adapting uh, that tremendously. Uh, I mean, the evidence is there, Joe, that uh, and Beth, that, that strength training is your passport to healthy aging. There you are, I'll say that, because you guys are youngsters, and um, <laughs> so your bodies are going to be really kind to you, and you know you are you you you're really on the upward spiral. Um, but I guess that uh, the evidence is really clear that, particularly with your uh, fast twitch, that you really do need. Uh, to work uh, against some sort of resistance so and people can check on that you know I, I have to know it's 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 there uh, time and time and time again uh, but obviously um, it is interesting to work outside of the pool and I don't know if I would enjoy five sessions in the pool and no land training so um, I can't I can't say I've done that um, uh, but I can say that Um, It's great to do strength training. Um, I do work with a personal trainer one-to-one, and that's the only kind of um, person I've got on my team, if you like, because I don't have any coach. The last time I had a coach, I was 14. And uh, so it just doesn't happen around where I live. You know, there's nobody I can snook into, and I've found that kind of... uh, uh, meeting of minds that would work for me and also if you like if you're going to be as um, picky about when you swim as I am like two o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday doesn't suit too many people so you know I I, I follow that one myself but the person training I've got a, a guy I go to and um, you know strength training is a wonderful um, it's a wonderful uh, psychological test I think I personally found it because you can there's lots of games you can play with yourself but it's it's very difficult to do it in a strength training session when you've got a weight above you and you're trying to do some chest presses or something and the guy who's training you is saying you know do a two more, two more. go 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 to exhaustion now that's yeah. a really really interesting phenomena go to exhaustion no no that's, yeah. uh, I, I, I definitely, definitely agree uh, in, interestingly my um experience with strength trainers i've sort of been off and on with the gym 
ever since I was about 16. And when I returned to master swimming, um, so so as a, as a kid, I think the fastest I ever swam 100 meters freestyle was 101. Because I didn't swim, as a kid, I swam kind of like three, four times a week. We weren't, we weren't a big club, so it was never... It was never like my uh, the thing that I just did every day. So I think I did 101, and then um, when I came back to Master Swimming, I had no idea how fast I would be. I'd, I'd not swam for five years. I'd kept fit. And then my first nationals competition, which was 2016, I went a minute dead. And so <laughs> it became my mission to go under a yeah. minute. And yeah. um, it just wasn't happening. And I, and I got a minute okay. dead two or three times. Okay. And um, and as the kind of years were ticking on, I'm, t- I'm 29 now, and which I know is still young, but kind of, you know, conscious that, you know, it, there does come a point where it's it's hard to get faster. And then obviously when lockdown came, I thought, there's no way I'm going under a minute now. And then um, because after lockdowns, when the gyms reopened, but you couldn't have adult clubs, adult indoor clubs return yet. So we couldn't train as a, as a swim club, but I could go to the gym on my own. I just got really into strength training, way more than I ever have. Got so much stronger than I've ever got. And then I went and got uh, low 59 at the Nationals last year okay. for the, for the that, first that, that's time. A, that's a brilliant story, Joe. And, yeah, but, um, but that's all because of strength training. Yeah. Well, what, what's your favourite strength training exercise, Beth? I love a deadlift. That's a really basic answer. But I think just that kind of, the fact that you just have to control like your whole body and it's yeah, just like yeah. such a complex, such a like compound movement. And then like, I like, like kind of building on that, like I've just kind of mastered the, clean oh nice um so they're like the powerlifting move um which i haven't been able to do before i was kind of doing a deadlift and then some funny jump and then i've kind of changed the way i think about it so i've just kind of mastered that but then i also like kind of a pinnacle like moment in strength training was when i started to squat more than my body weight oh that's brilliant nice and like i think when you start to do that and you start you you kind of looking at your strength pbs and they're like 1.25 one times your body weight and it's just like it was starting to see that and like see those results come in it's just like it's great and mm. I it. It, it is it's quite addictive isn't it and you definitely yeah, see the so you definitely see the, the translation as well in, in swimming as as Kath was saying earlier so um so that was great and uh what we're going to do now is uh, just some really quick fire kind of questions. I'm going to kind of ask all of the, the guests this because I'm just quite interested. That I'm really intrigued when I go to competitions and obviously I'm, I swim for a club that has sort of various people there and that they always have, you know, lots of food on them and all this kind of stuff. Everybody kind of like has their thing that they eat or some, some people don't eat at all. So, so I'm wondering, what is your snack game? You know, what, what, what do you like to eat or do you even like to eat at a competition? Kath, I'll come to you first. I would just make sure that I fueled up enough time before you know as the, so you're talking I'm, I'm talking really I want to have that in my system one and a half to two hours before probably two I don't really want to eat any closer to an event than that um but if I've got several uh swims within me and I really can't refuel if you like there's no possibility then it's got to be chocolate milk there's nowhere else to go in my opinion um because it's got the car it's got the protein uh what's the other stuff it's got in there you all know and the carbs so it's the ideal um re um re-energizing uh it's got all the right balance you you can have a low fat version and that doesn't matter um but saves you having too many calories but you've got it in you haven't you so i don't go anywhere else i couldn't really it's just a nonsense for me perfect what about about you beth what do you uh what do you like consuming before a race very simple porridge in the morning every every morning 
training and um competing porridge in the morning and then some form of like pasta that's going to be quite like easy on my tummy so nothing like really acidic like tomato based just something like reach it like tuna pasta is always a good one add a few veg in there have that for lunch and then between swims it's like trek cocoa oat bars yeah like yeah. those ones are the best ones you see you see empty trek wrappers all over competition pools absolutely they're all mine <laughs> <laughs> they're, I, they're I all mine they are so good and i i only eat really half of one at a time because they're quite heavy but one of those and then maybe like a Jaffa cake and some um, and a bit of Lucasid sport. Sounds good. Sounds, sounds like you've got it really regimented as well. I, I, if, if I'm doing like a, if I'm racing in the morning, so like you, you said, you eat, you eat porridge and, and all that kind of stuff. But I have to say, I just like a couple of pieces of fruit. I like to keep my stomach nice and light, but I'll make sure I've eaten like plenty the day before. And then I'll kind of refuel after with some pasta, I think before kind of the afternoon session or whatever. And like you say, energy bars, chocolate milkshake, Kath, as well. I'm going to definitely take that as a as a hint to, for my next competition because that sounds great. And um, <laughs> just finally then, um, what, one more quick fire thing. Do you have like a funny story of um, when you, I don't know, when you got uh, uh, DQ'd in a race or you know anybody else that kind of like slipped off the block or anything like that? Beth, I'll, uh, I'll ask you this one first. No. The thing that I could think of, so when I was 10, I swam in <laughs> northeastern regions. My mum won't believe I'm telling like the nation this. <laughs> The nation of massive swimmers. When I was ten, I saw a two hundred backstroke and got DQ'd on one of the turns and was going for a national time. And I was so mad that I threw my shoe at her. Oh no! Oh really? Oh wow! Not at her, but like she was trying to make me feel better, and I clearly didn't want to hear it as a ten-year-old who just like missed a national time. So I like threw my shoe like, and it didn't hit her. Thank gosh, but. It went like past her, like hit the wall. I was so angry that I threw my trainer. God, Sound I, like I, a right brat. I, I hope you've grown out of that. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely have. Definitely a slightly calmer person now. What, yeah. what about you, Catherine? Some stories. All right, I've got two, two for you, and there's ten years apart. So um, I'm going to go back to February 2004, and a, a local competition in Derbyshire, and uh, I'm going to put it out to the. Uh, group of master swimmers are hopefully listening to this, that I actually got disqualified uh, by doing a flyer on a backstroke crawl start, which I think is a fairly clever thing to manage, all right, seeing as you're hanging on to the wall and et cetera. I just got in the pool and for some reason my head just said, well, you know, you don't have to wait for any starter, you just go now. Anyway, um, that was a, a DQ on uh, a back crawl competition. And then in 2014, I think I equally... Um, surpassed um my uh my credentials by going to the now this was the national long course um uh championships and that year it was in swansea and i was in the final of the 60 plus uh freestyle uh for women and uh i dived in and i must have been about 10 to 15 meters down the pool and for some reason and it only took about two or three seconds but i was in my head just went into a i can't see anybody i can't see anybody and something must have gone wrong um and really i was convinced that maybe there maybe had been a full start or something like that and i was swimming up this pool on my own so i i stopped 
Um, I think I was doing pretty well at the time I stopped, but by the time I finished, I was actually in fourth position. Oh, so shit. I, I blew it big time. My sort of uh, worst story really is just actually when I was a junior swimmer, as, as I sort of said earlier, the club I swam for was quite a small one. So we never really won a lot of competitions and it was just a, it was just a county some a county competition, not not too big a deal. But we did a relay, which I got a bronze medal. Well, we should have got a bronze medal. I, I had the last leg and basically I'd I'd done a flyer and I'd gone too soon and I got disqualified, but just passed no. a second. Anyway, I realised we got DQ when I was still in the water. I saw my coach kind of trying to um, talk to the ref referee to say, oh, no, 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 his feet were still on the block. So I jumped out the pool, ran up to the referee and said, my feet were still on the pool, you know, kind of argued with him. And then he just said, it doesn't matter now because I've got to disqualify you anyway. And I was like, why? And he said, because you got out of the pool before I could let you out. <laughs> so I jumped out of the pool too soon, but, uh, but there we go. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to the first episode of the Master Swimming Podcast. Tell your teammates all about it. Let's get the podcast shared uh, around to everybody. Uh, And the next episode will be out uh, next Tuesday and you can find it on all the usual podcast platforms. And as I say, make sure you share it around. Uh, I'm also planning to set up a Facebook page for the podcast uh, so you guys can all join that group and we can create a little podcast community. Uh, You can get involved. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Give us any feedback, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for joining us today, Kath and Beth. It's been a pleasure. uh, We'll see you very soon.